Corona. <laughs> you know the like the upside though of the way that we do this shit is all the other shows that I've been listening to where they have multiple people on the show have had mm-hmm. to Skype in. It's driving me fucking crazy. Like I risk it, risk it for the art. <laughs> I disagree with that sentiment, but uh, quit skyping into shit. You guys are lucky. Fred and I are just in this for the long haul. When I die, he dies too. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm gonna die first. That's not what you want in a recording, my love. Don't want. <laughs> well, I mean, That's not gonna go over well in the I've courts. Had, when I die, he dies too. I've had the black lung for like three months now. Yeah, so. but that doesn't mean you need to start this whole suicide murder pack. No, I'm just saying, like, whatever murder, I suicide. catch. It doesn't really work. I'm saying yeah, whatever I, I catch, you're gonna get too. <laughs> Throwing jackass. shit at me already. Being a jackass. I don't wanna quit being a jackass. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the recently engaged. Yeah, if you missed that, go check out the last part of the last episode. <laughs> Kristen Pennington. So how's your, she doesn't want to your, talk to me today. How's your first day of isolation going? Uh, it's driving me up the fucking wall. So I don't think we've podcasted since this happened. Yeah, um, sorry for missing last Tuesday. Yeah, I'm still on an emotional roller coaster, but uh, they have officially <laughs> shut down Montana. Yeah, of all the states, the, I, I kind of moved here thinking that could never fucking happen. I'm glad they did, though. Like, yeah, I, uh, it's a necessary step. Because our numbers have been going up rapidly lately. and uh, Our podcast numbers? No, our <laughs> the coronavirus numbers in Montana. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad they issued it, but yeah, there's a shelter-in-place order for the, like yeah. the next two weeks. So Brett and I didn't leave the house at all today. Oh, I went to the gas station, and the gas station clerk at the gas station I go to is slowly losing her mind. Uh, she's the the whole shop smells like bleach. She's bleaching everything. She's got a, a bleach-soaked rag. It sits in a tiny bucket up on the counter, and every time you touch the little thing to put your pen in, she wipes the whole thing down. So, like, the counter's wet. They're doing that with bleach water. Walmart now, too. They're bleaching the conveyor belts. Yeah. No, it's a good move, but when it's just one lady alone in a gas station that only gets, like, five people a day, <laughs> it's a, it feels like overkill. Brett and I are both still working, though. I am, as of yet, still considered essential, and Brett can't not work. Yeah. If I don't work, the dogs starve to death, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm out there taking care of the puppies. I'm not saying I'm a hero, <laughs> but you're welcome for my service. <laughs> yeah, we uh, didn't leave the apartment at all today. So uh, we're both already day one, even though we still have our jobs going stir crazy. Yeah, this is just regular days off. <laughs> we just can't go anywhere. Like, I, I love going to my bookstores. Missoula's got some beautiful, really small bookstores. And then typically, I've got three days off a week. Um, I work four tens, so I will go on one of my days off to one, you know, like Barnes and Noble, the big chain, and then the next day I'll go to the tiny ones. And so I have a plethora of books that are, you know, I'm slowly knocking down, but I'm always acquiring new ones. It gets me out of the apartment for a few hours. But uh, they shut down the Barnes and Noble first, and then we got updates the past couple of days saying that they've shut down the tiny bookstores because when Barnes and Noble closed, they flooded the tiny bookstores. And now I can't go anywhere at all. Even the, the One, garden yeah, you wanted to go to I wanted, today. Yeah, there's a garden around here. It's called the Thousand Buddhas or whatever. And that's exactly what it is. It's just a thousand Buddhas in a big <coughs> square. It's like a little thing that's run by the Tibetan Buddhists. I wanted to go over there. It closed yesterday. <laughs> so no fun for you. So no fun for me. I can't even be at peace with the Tibetan people. <laughs> 
I, I straightened my hair today just to have something to do for an hour. <laughs> so it takes an eternity to straighten my hair. So that's what I did with my day. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, going fucking crazy. <laughs> so we're with you guys. You know, if you're out there and you're also losing your shit, luckily for you, this is episode 98 of the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You go back, you know, check the backlog, go all the way back and laugh at us when we didn't know what we were doing and move across the yeah. country with us and yeah. all the fun things we've all done the in the past crazy shit. year of podcasting. Yeah. Fucking going to school, graduating school, moving to Montana. There's a lot of fun little, it's, they're not all fantastic, but <laughs> there are some gems, you know, hidden. And uh, we've got episode 100 coming up. It's going to be on a Friday instead of a Tuesday, which I liked more because that means that we could like do a drinky drinky, <laughs> like some sort of drinking game. But we got to come up with what we're doing for episode 100 still. I'm going to buy a cake that you guys don't get to have. And then we're going to eat it before, and I'm going to be amped. Sugar fiend. (laughs) What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Um, But in in the quarantine mode, I wrote the third attempt at our homework assignment. Uh, We are in the middle of homework assignment number three, which is technically homework assignment number two, because number one wound up in production hell. Um, The first script I wrote, didn't work at all. The second script I, wor- I wrote needs to be like a 30-minute short film, and we we're trying to keep it a lot shorter than that. I'm trying to see how many times I can make Brett rewrite it yeah. so I never have to film it at all. But I sat down today, and I wrote what I think is a pretty good you know, draft for what I think we're actually going to go with. Yeah, but like the it. interesting thing about it, Kristen Pennington, is this was your idea. It was to an extent, yeah. Um, you definitely like gave it your own twist um Mm -hmm. but yeah i think we've talked about that before like maybe on accelerant or one of those episodes where all my ideas come to me in the shower that was definitely accelerant that's what's written up on top (laughs) of the shower curtain yeah (laughs) so um sorry i still have a cough guys i'm just eternally sick right now and i don't have yeah coronavirus so no imagine how uncomfortable i am she's hacking up her lungs in the bathroom (laughs) and i'm like well i'm definitely gonna die (laughs) Don't have coronavirus. Drink every day. Smoke a pack a day. (laughs) Have respiratory problems, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, so, like, all my ideas kind of come to me in the shower. I'd like to use the shower as, like, my chance to decompress. So I will, like, literally just stand under the hot water for as long as I can tolerate before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I should probably go back to living life. So we had both kind of agreed the second draft of the... Homework assignment probably escalated a little too quickly for Mm -hmm. how short it was. And we were like, yeah, we should rework this. And I was just like kind of hanging out in the shower and had like a moment where I was like, what if we changed it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what we changed it to. That's what I used to do a lot as a kid because I didn't understand the concept of drafting when I was like in, you know, third, fourth grade. So you'd write something they'd be like, well, now we need you to rewrite it. And I legitimately thought they wanted me to write something else. Like they didn't like what I did. So every time they did that, I would write, like it didn't matter if it was a paper on like fucking Douglas or some shit like that, you know. I was not writing papers on Douglas in the fourth grade. But, uh, you know, your essay about how your summer went. And like I would bring it to them, and then they would be like, I need you to rewrite it. And I'd be like, okay, well, because I can just start making up shit that happened over went the summer. The water park. If you didn't like my summer, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I got out of the shower, and I, like, walked up to you, and I was like, so, I was having some thoughts. Yeah. It's going to change the story a little bit. <laughs> 
AKA, it's a brand new plot. <laughs> it, it has one scene that is connected to what I wanted initially. I was like, if you don't like it, that's okay. And he was like, no, it's okay. Let's. Like, we sat down. Brett was in the middle I was a of lot more dinner. excited than that. <laughs> well, like, after we actually talked about it, because you were like, yeah. okay, whenever I came out, because you were like expecting me to like rework your original yeah. idea as a writer the one thing i hate is people who don't write telling me what i should write because it's like <laughs> you don't understand what you're doing right now but yeah, Kristen, you looked apprehensive you were yeah, like what are you gonna Kristen say dropped the coolest fucking idea that anybody who doesn't write has ever dropped in my lap and i was like that is gorgeous i've dabbled in writing but i'm yeah. not a writer <laughs> no, you got slammed by the muse that's what it sounded like you walked out you were like speaking in tongues <laughs> Brett was like in the middle of finishing actually I guess you had just finished making dinner yeah and like we stopped everything that we were doing and I like sat down at the table and he was like so this isn't remotely the same story (laughs) he's like I thought you were just gonna make some suggestions got out a piece of paper sorry Fagan but it was the very last page of your play that I'm reviewing right now i didn't realize there was any writing on it i thought it's it was a blank sheet of paper back end of our script yeah. though so. i turned it into a beat sheet and so now it's stapled to the back of the original rough draft of this homework assignment <laughs> so i might have to sell you this script <laughs> uh, i don't know yeah, what my legal obligations are excited to hear though you like what you wrote because i read it today what you wrote is definitely different than even what i envisioned but i think it's a is nice it close blend. though yeah i mean like there's a like a physical element in it that I yeah. I I didn't I guess like think about, but um, no, it like all like flows really well together, and I like the imagery of it. So I'm kind of excited to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to shoot because once again we're both on camera. Well, that's what I wanted to um, <laughs> talk to you about. Was like the backwards engineering. Like you've seen it from a perspective that I've never seen it. Like I've never given you a brief outline and then had you write the thing and then shoot the thing. Mm -hmm. And we've not done one where you've given me the idea and then I've run with it. And then now you're going to pick it back up and run with it. Like how, what's that experience like? I'll tell you when we start filming it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm excited because, like, I, I feel like well, I... you read uh, the script. So yeah. it's, it's like if you were like, I want you to paint that park bench, and then I showed you a painting of the park bench. And well, I think it. it's an interesting, like, still kind of dynamic where it's like you and I don't really see things the exact same way, but we see them and like, similar enough yeah. that it's like, oh, that's still a really cool idea. So, like, whenever I was, like, thinking about it while I was in the shower, it was just literally just, like which we've talked about that before, I guess the way I kind of, um, my inspiration comes is almost like picture flashes yeah. instead of like moving video. It's like just like tiny snippets of like, oh, that would be kind of neat or that would mm-hmm. be kind of neat. Um, you have a background in photography. We've talked about it at yeah. length on a different episode. But. And, um, like that's kind of how it was for me. It was just like little snippets of scenes where it was like, this would look cool this way. I didn't like have any of the dialogue or anything mm-hmm. structured. I was just like, they could be talking about this or whatever, you know, but yeah. it, it wasn't like a, abc arc of any kind and then like telling it to you and then having it turned into an actual like living breathing story and like seeing how it kind of came together is interesting because there's definitely stuff in there that i wasn't thinking about but Mm -hmm. i also didn't have a full story in my head i was just like this is the concept and i don't know what to do with it so it is kind of cool to see it like in a story and like whenever I was reading it, it was kind of like, Oh, like repicturing these Mm -hmm. images again of like how it's going to be shot and how it's going to look. So it was kind of like, as I was reading it today, having those little flashes again. So 
I'm interested to see how it's going to come together. For now sure. we're we're at the fun part because this is one of my favorite parts. Because as you go through the script, you take your own notes mm-hmm. on it, and I tend to go back and make notes and additions and subtractions, kind of as we're rolling, because we've got to knock these things out, you know, pretty rapidly. Uh, so there's no time for second draft. There's just time for you know <laughs> alterations well, as yeah. we move. Um, Editing on the fly. But this is my favorite part that of working with you on these is I get to see you go through the script and you're like, okay. And you write words where you're like edgy or shaky or close, close far away, you know, <laughs> and I get to see the picture start coming together on the page. So I always get to kind of experience this backwards engineering, but I don't know. I'm excited. I'm pumped. <laughs> this is a really cool one. I, I am a little bummed we're getting a slower start on it because we did rework well, it so many Well, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've written two. <laughs> yeah. We got two that are decent enough for a, the homework assignment. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, we've still got a whole month to knock it out. And... Got them all pinned up on the cork board. <laughs> and the, and this even... assignment is just script, pin to script, script. I don't even remember what the first one was anymore. Me I'm either. Like, <laughs> I just remember the last one and that's it. I don't remember what the original draft was. <laughs> that's how long we've been working on this. Yeah, about three um, weeks of three drafts. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, after we did our little workshop, I was like, well, good luck. <laughs> have fun guessing at what it is that I'm doing. But we mm. we do have that one coming. So the next couple of episodes, we're going to be kind of focusing in on what we learned through this process. Kristen, as ever, needs to figure out what her pretty shot's going to be and what our new challenge is. And we'll do a whole episode on, we've got some serious challenges we've got to come up with on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, which involved both of us being on the screen and no third person to hold the camera. So we're going to have some fun. I think it's going to be a little easier for this one, though, because, like, all of the shots that I will be in will be kind of tied in anyway. Yeah. So it's not like you and I, like, acting, acting together. More as, like, it's a visual It's element. almost getting those pictures that you started yeah. off with. So... I don't think it's going to be too hard. I do think it's going to be an interesting challenge, like trying to get the framing and the focus of it right and be like, okay, nobody move. This is exactly where we have to be. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm excited. I will give one tiny detail away. Um, it's like a faux documentary is yeah. the direction Brett and I have gone. I was gone. just getting ready to ask you if we can give them any mm. sort of detail. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but yeah. ours is because uh, we've, been watching more documentaries and stuff with uh, yeah. the shelter in place thing going on. So it's a it's a faux documentary that we're doing. Yeah. Um I liked the thing that I did here, it's all in the dialogue that's gonna be in the uh film. But the character thinks, or I guess, you know, my character thinks, um that we're here to discuss like our work. And so there's like <laughs> a quick little bit of dialogue where it's like, do you want to talk about this? And it's like, I'd rather just talk about the nightmarebox.com. <laughs> the blog. The blog. The <laughs> Even your character doesn't know what the website is. <laughs> Should have that as a line. Yeah. You but, say dot com and the interviewer is like dot blog. But speaking of dot blog, uh, if you go over to our website, you can see the last film that we did, Happy Birthday, which is going to get called out in the one that we're doing this time around, Filmception. <laughs> and um, I believe my script is up there for that one, hopefully. Yeah. Because we keep telling people It'll it is. It'll be and... by the time this airs. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent it to you. I thought it was on there. Um, 
but yeah, you can go back and you can read the original working script that we had for that. See what we kept in. See what we didn't keep we in. Do that see for how the dolls too, because the dolls we've got is the also, dolls too. Yeah, the dolls is also on the website. We should do this original I'd before have to, they yeah. made us change it. Version I have to of the see dolls. if I have the original of the dolls because I can't remember if that's when the laptop went out on me. Yeah, that's true. Because I know it went out while I was in the <laughs> class. But yeah, no, if I've got the original where he's masturbating at the beginning of the movie and the, the college professor was like, we are not allowing that. <laughs> the actual dolls is quite a bit different than the original <laughs> script, so it would be kind of interesting yeah. to see those side by side. And the original short story is in The Madman Diaries, which is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. But you can't go to actual Barnes & Noble no. anymore right now. <laughs> no. So my initial guerrilla plan of hiding my books inside the Barnes & Noble has been postponed. <laughs> someday (laughs) send my fans to different barnes and nobles to steal a book that they're technically not stealing because it's technically not in the inventory (laughs) to create a news story in which i get exposure you see how this works it's all fame you know it's just i'm a pro you gotta make it rain money yeah people be like who's this strange brett bloom guy who just hides his books in bookstores who also does it forces people books. to create misdemeanors to <laughs> acquire his books. <laughs> mm. All for not, because he's not getting paid, but he does that. <laughs> oh, it'd be fun, though. It would be a blast. Fun little secret between you and except we can't everyone dri- who did it. Yeah, except we can't drive across the country and do it. So what you should do, friends that are out there, buy a copy of the book. On Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or eventually my PayPal when they get done being bastards, um, and then hide it in a Barnes and Noble, and then post it up on Instagram. I don't know; it'd be fun. I secretly sabotaged your PayPal, PayPal too. Like I my took PayPal. over your PayPal, your PayPal, because mm-hmm. we were talking about on the episode before last or one of them where I uh, took over your website. So this is all me yeah. secretly engineering so that you have to send the money to my PayPal. Kristen's like, Brett's a, the shittiest <laughs> self-promoter in the world. And I but... earn the profits for your book in the long run. <laughs> like, PayPal me. <laughs> you do to me like Polynix agent did to him. <laughs> yeah. Steal 15 years money. of his life. Yeah. Playing like, the long game. Yeah. He's like, how am I bankrupt? What happened to all the Fight Club money? Uh, Mr. Polinick, uh, we're going to need to sit down. It doesn't work out if we get married, though, because you get half of everything. What do you mean if? We just announced that we were getting married. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. Like fucking quarantine got you second-guessing it? She's like, I could live a whole other life where I make the right decision. <laughs> no, but... Like, fuck this, dude. No, but if if we're married, though... You get half of everything I get, so even if I siphon your money, you still get half of it back. <laughs> like, so it wouldn't do me any good. In what reality do you live where the woman only gets half? <laughs> of the possessions? Yeah, that, that's not how it works. It works like that you know, sometimes in California. My, my dad got divorced a bunch. <laughs> we were like that Christopher Titus bit. It was like at one point it was just me, my dad, the television, and a, 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 no, it was a rubber lifeboat for a couch. <laughs> oh, no. but it's hilarious um but we've got a i don't have that many notes for today but um kristen read some interesting things i want to get to that in a minute but i wanted to talk about because of this goddamn disease that is freaking everybody out um how do how does one keep focused 
in chaotic times because we're working on the short film now. We've had some difficulties the past two weeks staying focused. I was going to say, I feel like I've been failing miserably lately, yeah, actually. It's, <laughs> it's been skipped, a bit of an issue. We <laughs> skipped two episodes because of me. <laughs> I was like, I just can't deal with it. It's because I keep coming home and you're just staring at the wall <laughs> with this look in your eye like you were left behind in the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they want to make me the person in charge of sticking thermometers in people's mouths at work. And I don't want to die for my job. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't, especially considering I'm already sick. (laughs) Um, Not not coronavirus sick, once again. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, you haven't had them in a while. I haven't had this in a minute. Did you forget how good it was? Yeah. What is it? Dragon's Breath. Ban Montana Ale. Dragon's Breath. Dark Hef Ale. Delicious, complex, malt body. Balanced bitterness. I'm kind of surprised that that one's still here and your face plane is gone because you let me try a sip of that one and I thought that one tasted kind of Christmassy. Yeah. It had like a nice spice to it. So I'm kind of surprised that one's still... I'm not complaining. I'm I'm sad that all the face plane's gone. I've been back to pounding Elysian space dust and just getting hammered. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Still doing my raspberry beer. Yeah. Stan, we are failing at that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like on my end, a lot of it has just been having like a support system. Like I feel like if you weren't here and um, we didn't have like similar goals yeah. and like the fact that we are getting married. So there's like exciting life stuff to look mm-hmm. forward to, too. It would be a lot. My ring's enough. here. Your yeah. ring's in country. Yeah, mine's somewhere on the East Coast right now. Mine hasn't made its way over yet, but... um, Dousing it in bleach the second it shows up, box and all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I think, which there have been, like, a lot of, like, videos talking about about stuff like that, like, trying to stay connected in these weird times where we can't really be connected as a people. Um, You know, you can't go out in public, really, and it's not a good idea to go out in public, really, unless it's a necessity. So, you know utilizing i guess technology and facetiming people mm-hmm. or like taking that moment if you've got roommates that you live with or family that you live with and like appreciating the time with them is eating kind of, dinner together yeah and like i think this is all it's a conspiracy <laughs> to make people spend time together yeah. trump is trying to bring back the nuclear family and make <laughs> america great again <laughs> maybe so but yeah i feel like when you're picking the people in your life that you kind of let into your inner circle which is kind of a little too late to backpedal on that right now yeah. if you're quarantined, you know, and can't go anywhere. But I think when you're picking, like... God bless of... all the people out there that are, like, midway through their divorce. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even go to the house. Um, but, yeah, like, if you're kind of picking your inner circle of, like, people that you let in close to your life, I think it's really important to pick people that genuinely... Support what you're doing. Yeah, support yeah. you and, like, make an effort to understand you as a person, even if they're not... The same or don't have the exact same interests as you like mm-hmm. take an actual interest in you and care about you as a person so like i've definitely had days like we've missed two podcasts now where i didn't i was like i just it's not in me today yeah. like i can't do the podcast today and um 
You're like crying, and you're like, we can still do a show. And I'm like, I don't think that's the energy we need to bring to the Mistakes We Made podcast. Yeah, and like I've had days where I just like could not get off the fucking news websites and just like freaking myself out. Like, oh my God, this is never going to end. It's going to get worse. We're both going to get laid off. We're going to be destitute and on the streets. Kristen suffers from a depressive disorder, and I am bipolar. So she gets sad. That makes me anxious. My anxious makes her more sad because she thinks that she's made me anxious. And it's a spiral until... I get drunk and fall asleep on the couch. It's a healthy relationship. (laughs) Don't say it like that. It is. Um, But yeah, like there have been some like really particularly difficult days, especially with like so much uncertainty. Like, you know, for sure that um, they're going to keep you on at your job and you're still getting your full pay. But every day that I go to work, it's like, I don't know if today's the day that I'm getting let go of or not. So it's been, I've been fired eight times in six months. (laughs) And I still have my job. <laughs> it's been such a weird roller coaster. And I think for me, like a huge part of being yeah. able on the good days to still like sit down and do the podcast or have like a moment post shower, pre dinner where it's like, oh, like, let's talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be really cool and we can work on this is like having, you know, someone in my life that like understands me and loves yeah. me and like values me as a person. So I, I think honestly, on my end, that's a huge part of it, like having a genuine support system um, kind of a sense of normalcy so mm-hmm. that the creative flow is normal yeah because yeah. like i <clears throat> isolation period is a very difficult thing isolating by yourself is uh i'm I an old imagine i'm an old pro <laughs> and leave that apartment for a whole year sure I've it didn't a sam- go well i've a sandwich to a closet i have friends come over to convince me that homeless people weren't living in the extra room but I didn't leave. (laughs) (laughs) So don't take Brett's advice. Yeah. Because the day they announced that I might not ever be able to leave again, I thought Kristen... This is what bipolar disorder looks like, friends and family. Uh, The day that this shit really started to swell up, uh, I was convinced Kristen had thrown me a surprise birthday party two months before my birthday. And... (laughs) And it was either that or she'd sent a SWAT team for some unknown reason. And I was convinced that both were true and both needed to be met with a knife. So I ran out of the apartment with a knife, very excited, for no reason. And guess what? She did not plan a surprise birthday party two months before my birthday, nor did she call the SWAT team on me. Just didn't want to walk the dog. That's what bipolar disorder looks like. Because it was cold outside. She goes, can you walk him? Can you walk him? And I got so excited. Thinking, is there something awesome out there? <laughs> I was like, I'm a scared Jameson. Oh, okay. That's what it looks like. <laughs> so don't take Brett's advice. Yeah. Um, take mine. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm not an old pro at this. You know, <laughs> it's not exactly like riding a bike. It's like, <laughs> it's like knowing how to ride a bike and then getting on a Kawasaki Ninja and fucking <laughs> driving it into a tree. <laughs> you recommend for staying focused besides walking out of the apartment with a knife don't do that (laughs) for starters not a solid plan it scared the shit out of Kristen for one for two I didn't know why it scared the shit out of Kristen because I thought she was reading my brain (laughs) but um no I think the just the same shit is normal you know think that it's normal pretend that it's normal i've been listening to a lot of the alan watts stuff again to kind of keep myself calm sure i spend 15 minutes of the half hour cook night um 
blasting music and dancing around, but I've been trying to spend like the last 10 minutes of the cook night cooking at night. I was going to say, why do you keep calling it a cook night? It only happens once a night. Every night I cook. (laughs) once a week. Every night I cook. But um, One day out of the week we eat dinner and the rest we just starve. But I've been trying to make a focus on like the last 10 minutes before, you know, we sit down and stuff to um, listen to the Alan Watts lectures and kind of bring myself back around. Uh, That stops my ebbs and flows, as one would call them, uh, in the disorder. Because it's all like... I can conquer the world highs and, oh my God, I need to kill myself lows. Um, And if I can avoid the anxiety, I can avoid the depression. So like I can kind of keep everything, you know what I mean? Like like an even keel. And if I can keep it in an even keel by writing, you know, remembering to do that, then I'm more like excited about the writing and less focused on like this, holy fuck, everybody I know is going to (laughs) die. There was so, a lot of stress factors that day, too, though, because you were worried about other things. That I was worried about well. losing my job. I was worried about you losing your job. I was losing, uh, I thought we were uh, losing somebody in uh, both of our lives. And I have this, basically a fugue state. Is <laughs> the, the technical term for it. Uh, where, you know, as Neil explained in his poem, where he, you know, ran off and, Jumped out of his Jeep because he thought it was going to explode, and then it exploded. It's <laughs> a good poem. I feel like I crashed this podcast. <laughs> the energy went down for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Jax is losing his shit. Jax, that's not your door, you fucking moron. Hey. Uh, but Kristen read some interesting stuff today about lighting. So <laughs> we're just to edit that whole weird black no. section. Up. I was like, "Here's it's raw, raw emotion. It's real. You're just that's weird all I am. I'm like gangster." Um. Yeah. So I was reading an article talking about lighting and specifically horror films. And um, <laughs> what? <laughs> just spilled beer. Jax's tail keeps hitting the table <laughs> and it's just vibrating the little, the little. Oh, Jax hasn't been on the podcast in a while. It's his time to shine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he was talking about how darkness is an essential tool for filmmakers that are in the horror genre. Yeah. And how, um, which that's, I, I feel like, kind of a given. A lot of people know that. It's kind of poetic. Yeah. Um, but, like, the concept of... Darkness is needed in a filmmaker. <laughs> that's how we got Tarantino. <laughs> But the concept of like um, not knowing what's out there is scarier than knowing what's out there. So I, I think with the situation with the coronavirus, for instance, yeah. like we don't really know what this is going to turn into or how long it's going to you know go on, and like there's all these kind of unknowns. And I think that's why so many people are so afraid. Yeah, people at work were like, "No, nah, it'll be over next weekend," and I was like, "I think this is going to be the next six months at <laughs> a bare minimum. <laughs> this shit is popping off." Yeah, and like a a huge part of. I think the stress in our lives is like the day to day. Like I don't yeah. know, like what my future is looking like yeah. right now. So like the unknown. I is... metaphorically hit my knee and the whole world fucking collapsed. I was like, "You want to get married and start a family?" And then it was like, "Hey, we're gonna close down the fucking courthouse. Good luck." <laughs> no, no, we gotta get married online. Like they were Craigslist in a fucking. It's order not even an option. Can't even do that. I, I looked it up to see if I could. You can't. You got to go to the courthouse in person one way or another. So. Um... <laughs> 
So thanks for ruining it, Brett. I think they're going to do like Elvis impersonation weddings, like drive through weddings like oh, they do in Vegas. No, I would not do that. We dress you up. I would up, just wait. We go down, drive through at the courthouse. Hey, sign here. Thank no. you. And drive away. No. We go to McDonald's and no. it takes longer for some reason. No. <laughs> no at all on that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like the, the concept of darkness in films being, you know, if you utilize it throughout the film and only kind of show Mm -hmm. what the creepy thing is when you really need to, your audience naturally envisions something worse than anything you could show on screen because. Well, what was that two star that we did, um, last time around where it was awesome until they showed you the, the ghost chick. It was all CGI'd. It was bullshit. Oh, um, are you talking about Mercy Black? No, the no. like the last. It, it, it's one of the last two that we've done. Let me go back to my show notes. Continue. I know, I know it wasn't House of the Witch because we didn't do that one at all. No, no, no. Um, well, the idea is, you know, if you literally went into a dark room and you couldn't see what was in the room, your survival instincts kind of kick in and you start looking for threats in the room. Yeah. So same concept if you're an audience viewer in a movie, you know, you're watching a movie and you can't really see what's in the room or what the characters, you know, dealing with. So you Mm -hmm. kind of envision like the worst possible threat because you're also instinctually trying to survive. Yeah. Um, Like you mentioned the descent and the cave, which are two films that I've not seen, but I think that. Yeah. And, um, it was talking about how, which I think. It was the bye bye man, the CGI dog. Oh yeah. Yeah scarier when you didn't know what it looked like yeah because he was just shadows the whole Mm -hmm. time um but yeah so i i think i've seen both the descent and the cave i feel like i've seen the cave more recently if i'm remembering right but the descent is you know one of those cave splunking type movies where these people you know which we're doing a two-star that's similar so (laughs) it's gonna be relevant on our two-star um but it's one of those type of movies where these people go exploring underground or whatever, and they have, like, the headlamps on mm-hmm. their helmets and stuff. And um, the article was kind of talking about how with the descent, they kind of effectively light it in a way that it looks like the only lighting in the whole movie is basically these headlamps they're wearing. And mm-hmm. so you kind of feel like you're in the cave with them. And so, like, your eyes naturally search that darkness yeah. and you feel more anxious. Yeah, and, like, the shots are, like, mostly closed off and tied in when they need to be you know and like yeah you feel like you're in the darkness too and you literally just have this narrow beam of light to see and that's it versus the cave which i I know i've definitely seen the cave um it's also a they're in a cave clearly (laughs) adventuring but it's I like Very. that I'm not only the. I, I like that I'm not the only one that's bad at making titles for things. <laughs> <laughs> it all happens in a cave. What are we gonna call it? <laughs> the cave. <laughs> we almost shot at the ring to be ironic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Because we're not in, using in that anymore. Okay. In, in a second, let me finish this. Um, but the cave is like much more lit and you can see the characters very clearly. And they're like, why do they even have these lamps? Like, like, why are they walking around with these lamps? Where is all this lighting coming yeah. from? You can see everything. So it's not, it doesn't feel natural and it doesn't feel intimidating. It doesn't feel dark. Yeah. So it's not scary. And then, um, just talking about like playing with that, like using, like I said, darkness to kind of push an audience's imagination mm-hmm. further. Um, you know, you can, I feel like definitely overdo it. I've seen some movies where it's like, I literally can't fucking see anything. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the sequels to the classic slasher films would have these moments where they were running through the woods, but you could, it's like either there are two moons out tonight. (laughs) 
Like, it almost looks like daylight out in this bitch, and she doesn't look like she knows where she's running. Yeah, and, like, the problem that you kind of have to be careful with if you're doing movies like that is that what you're editing your film on isn't necessarily the same format people are going to be watching it on. So if I'm editing on my Mac and then you're watching it on your cell phone, screen calibrations change yeah. from screen to screen. So That's why when you play video games, they have that little pop-up that says, until you you know can hardly see this symbol. You know? Yeah, so editing on the computer versus watching it on a TV versus watching it in a theater versus watching it on a cell phone, it's going to look different. So mm-hmm. you have to be careful when you're lighting your movies or color correcting your movies that you're not pushing them so far that you know a crappy theater is going to look like complete blackness because then you're like if you're showing like a shadowy figure in the background your audience can't see that and they have no idea what's going on so it's it's a thing you do have to be careful with for sure but um it's a thing that brett and i have never explored Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the stuff that we do, which we've talked about that before, is like psychological horror films, yeah. and um, I think it's the scariest version. We've talked about this ad nauseum over the <laughs> past almost one hundred episodes. Yeah, but I have a th- a theory on fear that it's all in your head. So why not turn that camera inward? Yeah, for and psychological I've, breaks because I've experienced those, and I can write from that perspective. And now I've I, never now I stab imaginary SWAT team birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never, to be fair, like shot anything that was like super, super scary. You know, it's yeah. been just kind of tense stuff at best. I feel like on my end, like I haven't really mastered like that skill set yet. But I've never, during any of my own work, felt a need to be like, let's make this darker mm-hmm. or moodier. Like even with the December film that ended up in production hell, it was a darker movie for sure. But it was still a colorful movie. Yeah, well, so, it was Christmas light shot was kind of what we were going yeah, for. Yeah. Like lots it, of reds and greens. And it gave it kind of an eerie cast, but there was no point where it was like, oh, I need there to be darkness here. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I am curious. I'd like to do a more... Something where we black out a part of the apartment or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to personally experiment, or experiment with that and, like, kind of play with light in that mm-hmm. way, I guess. But I, I'd like to also kind of do a more in-depth study because we were talking before the podcast. And I don't know if... Very many psychological horror films really use a lot of darkness. Like, I don't know you if You brought it's... that up, and I'd never thought about that. Yeah, before. like, I don't yeah. know if it's actually necessary if there's not a literal monster in the room. Like, The Shining is... Well, actually, the Jim Carrey movie. Is it the number 23? I haven't seen it in such a long time. I don't But the remember. hotel room scenes where he's writing on the walls, and, it, like, he doesn't even have a lamp on, I don't think. It's all moonlit. Yeah. And it's very dark, so you can't really make out outside of what's center-focused what's written on the walls, if, I, if I'm remembering that scene correctly. I haven't seen that movie in such I, a long I time. I love it, and we need to rewatch it, and I got it somewhere. So. <laughs> we will revisit it. But we'll, that is a we'll thing review I've... it, because I love Jim Carrey in a... <laughs> In a horror film. That is the thing I'd like to pay attention to, because even, like, The Joker, yeah. like, The Joker wasn't a very dark film. Like, they were definitely... A lot of yellow, like you said, with The Shining. Yeah. Like, I remember The Shining as, like, darkly lit, but it's a lot of just warm light. Yeah, and, like, well, yellow, like, color theory, like, yellows and greens, depending on how you use them, kind of, like, the sickly cast, mm-hmm. so you feel, like, unwell, Yeah. in theory. They used um, it in Seven. It made yeah. Brad Pitt look like a Simpson. so like i am curious the difference there like i'd like to like actually watch because a lot of our two-star films that we do are mostly like there's a a, an actual bad thing that we're running from in some form or another much to my chagrin (laughs) (laughs) so i'd like to kind of do a comparison like and see 
if that's true, if psychological films don't really lean on lighting as much, if it's more color theory instead of lighting, because like, I do feel like a lot of psychological films are color-toned in some way mm -hmm. or another, but I've never noticed them using much darkness. Like, even, like, a, which I don't think that's really a scary movie so much as a thriller, but um, A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. It's just a very colorful film. Like, it's a very blue film, if I'm remembering right, but it's not particularly very dark. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Thoughts worth thinking about. Um, do you utilize shadows if there's not an actual monster? Are, are we declaring that as our attempt for the homework assignment? The next homework assignment? Maybe, I don't know. A psychological <laughs> horror based around lighting? Maybe. It's worth thinking about. because I, I, I would love to make one, figure out how that's done, you know, like break the mold a little bit. Like I'm going to pretend like there's a monster over there, but the monster's up in yeah. here. Yeah, but yeah, I am curious if that's true or not, if it's mostly just darkness when you're looking out for the boogeyman. You Why know? do you think that is? Because I, I feel like the concept is that you want the person searching in the room for what the monster is. So even if the monster is not actually in the room and it's just like a jump scare or a in fake out. Interesting thought. In the inverse, you get John Carpenter's Halloween where it's daylight outside and they show Michael stepping out of the bushes in the background out of focus, just a figure that's back there. Mm -hmm. And if you're just watching what's happening center screen, you miss what happens top left. Yeah. You know, and then he disappears. Or he appears in the, you know, back of the room, but he's not really blacked out because it's still daytime. And to then he an disappears. extent, though, isn't the original Halloween a bit of a psychological movie, too? It's not very violent, is it? There's no blood. Yeah, it's yeah. not a... Like, I feel like modern horror... He pins a dude to a door, and there might be blood in that scene, but I'm pretty confident in saying that there's no blood at all in the original Halloween. Yeah, but, like, modern horrors are mostly, like, monsters that, like, yeah. tear your flesh from your bones Rob Zombie's Halloween, shit. he slaughters everything. <laughs> kills the That's fuck out of... That's probably a darker movie, Kills too. the fuck out of Danny Trejo. <laughs> so, if you guys have an opinion... Hit us up, because I would like to know what other people's thoughts are, because this is just a theory I have. This isn't yeah. a thing we've actually like studied I, at I all. I think it's very interesting, but I'd like to use that at some level, or find a film that does it effectively, of using like pitch black, what's out there? Even though there's nothing out there? Yeah, to like reflect a paranoid mind state. Yeah. Because like, that's what it feels like. Like it, it feels like there's something out there. Yeah, and scary movies And then you come definitely... back inside with a knife and your girlfriend's crying and you're like, <laughs> I didn't stab anybody. I just <laughs> took the dog on a walk. There was no SWAT team birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> scary movies definitely do the whole darkness when there's nothing there just because they want to like fake you out. Like, yeah. is he out there? And then he's not. But I, like I said, I would like to see, yeah, if any psychological movies do it at all. Because even, like, um, shoot, the one where her head gets knocked off by the pole. Don't give away the fucking biggest part of oh, that come film. come on. That movie's been out Hereditary. for a while. That movie's been out for a while. If you haven't watched it yet or seen the memes. Hereditary, yeah. Like Monday in a pole. Yeah, team. <laughs> come on. Here's the fix. Uh, the entire trailer for Hereditary is the first 15 minutes. Her head gets taken out by a goddamn pole. And then the rest of the movie is the most fucked up thing you're ever going to watch. Yeah, and you have no idea what's coming next. Very psychological movie. And it's not, 
I don't think a dark movie either. It's just a colorful movie. Like they yeah. use a lot of different colors. Well, I think we're leaning more in that direction. I've not seen Midsummer, but it's made by those same guys, and that whole thing happens in the daylight. So. Yeah. I'd be interested. I feel like color theory in general has kind of, I mean, it's it's, changed. Well, no, I mean, it's always been around, but I feel like people are like leaning more into it these days. So I have a theory on why Midsummer's complete day shot thing works. We haven't seen it, so I don't know. Me either. (laughs) But uh, my theory is because in our era, school shootings and mass shootings are huge and those happen in the middle of the day so violence springs out of nowhere in the middle of normalcy and having the daylight there creates a sense of normalcy mm-hmm. and makes the violence more real i could see that that's my theory having not seen that film <laughs> yeah we should we should revisit this our two star that we're doing though oh okay because it's moving right along it's gonna be sort of related to this uh, on Tuesday, we're going to do a two-star on As Above, So Below from 2014. That's on Netflix. You ain't got fuck all to do. You probably watched it like I did back in 2014. I've never seen it, so it'll be new yeah. for me. And it's about this group of people who go down into the catacombs in Paris where uh, basically the walls are made out of human bones. And <laughs> we're going to drop some knowledge about the catacombs on you motherfuckers. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So if you watch it with us and you tune in for the two star, keep that in mind. Like, is the darkness effective for freaking you out? Yeah. Does it add to the movie? Does it take away from the movie? Can you see what's going on? Did you need to see what was happening? Were you looking for the monster in the darkness? Exactly. And then we got one more point. What's our one more point? If Kristen Pennington would have just gone along with the second draft, Brett Bloom could have written The Ring oh. <laughs> and had the funniest IMDb. <laughs> That's all I wanted. No, you had the bracelet ori- originally. <laughs> it was, was originally like, called The Bracelet. And I was like, what if we do a ring instead? And yeah. you're like, no, because then it'd be called The Ring. <laughs> and I was like, but wouldn't that be funny, though, on your IMDb, Brett wrote The Ring? Yeah, and I would have exploited the shit out of that. I would have been like, yeah, I'd be hanging out in bars and be like, you ever heard of The Ring? I wrote that shit. They'd be like, what? What's the writing process like? And they'd take me super serious. And I would just never clarify that I did not write the remake of that Japanese. 2020's The Ring. 2020's The Ring. (laughs) Same same year as the remake of the original Ring. (laughs) It's like the remake dropped in February. They wouldn't know the difference. I'm going to call it The Ring, even though it has, it has nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with The Ring. I'm, gonna, I'm still going to call it that. It is, it's a completely different story now, but uh, I'm going to call it The Ring. <laughs> it's like, why is it called that? I don't know. <laughs> just felt like it. Just felt like promoting myself as the dude who did the biggest <laughs> horror film, The Ring. <laughs> I don't know if I can get sued if I'm not making money. <laughs> do to me i just i want the imdb quote who worked on the ring my name pops up in the google search all of a sudden <laughs> instantaneous work i'm scamming my way into the industry you motherfuckers won't send me an agent <laughs> fuck you i feel like we're on the precipice of being those people who just call our movie the whatever though we've got the dolls if we call this one the something well we did we're... happy birthday so like, we, we, you know. I know i'm just saying <laughs> Two out of three, though. We're, we're walking down bad. a dangerous path. It's not path. the cave. <laughs> <laughs> At least the descent has a word that you don't use in everyday vernacular. 
a cave. What's it about? A cave? It, it's about a cave. <laughs> uh, the Mask all... of the Red Death. What's that one about? It, it's about the Mask of the Red Death. <laughs> Poe was not good at titles either. The Raven? Go fuck yourself. The dolls, ironically, <laughs> isn't really much about the dolls at all. No, it, it is. The little girls are the dolls. <laughs> Aww. How are you? That's not an awe moment. We have a whole scene. That just makes it so much darker, though. Yeah, she gets raped, surrounded yeah. by dolls hanging yeah. from clotheslines who've all been murdered. She's yeah. the only survivor. <laughs> the girls are the dolls. And there went the mood again. <laughs> Why are you gonna make everything uncomfortable? I write psychological horror, and I have an anxiety disorder, and I'm drinking dragon's breath. <laughs> all right. Let's get the fuck out of here. What are we making for dinner, love? Stuffed peppers, but with chicken instead. I completely like forgot about that. I peppers. thought we were still doing the stuffed, stuffed chicken, chicken thing. No, we're doing stuffed fuck peppers. Yeah. Fuck yes. That means I can cook tonight because I was chicken. I was going stir crazy <laughs> as fuck. Kristen had to set the oven up for an hour, and I was just sitting on the countertop like that kicking. Was last the, night. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh. And I was just like kicking the the cabinet with my heels like trying to come up with a new beat for a rap song for an album that I was going to release one day Portland <laughs> last night we're doing uh, enchilada chicken bell peppers tonight yeah going to be fun. So if you guys want to make enchilada chicken bell peppers or you want to join us in the new homework assignment that's all up on the website at the nightmarebox.blog uh, but if you make the pepper thingies send us your pictures of your peppers <laughs> over at uh, at Nightmare Box Productions. If you don't say what it's on, people aren't going to know. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is the second one. Or you can swing on over there to the Twitter and you can send us however many words they're allowing these days in your quarantine. Tell us, you know, your how recipe. Your, quarant- your recipe for maybe your enchilada peppers. You could do that over at, at Nightmare Box Pro. Um, or you can go on over to youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington. You can see the beautiful, the effervescent, the Corvid Queen. Uh, COVID Queen. Um, <laughs> Fucking, go watch all her movies and stuff over at that place. Or you go over to the other, the other <laughs> Nightmare Box. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Um, or you can go to our Facebook at... Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Yeah, we got lots of shit. <laughs> uh, or you can go on over to the Barnes & Nobles, the Amazons, and you can buy the Madman Diaries and then uh, use any of those platforms to demand your money back. And... <laughs> And I'll probably send it to you because I got low self esteem and a big mm. dick. Um, <laughs> Email. Uh, yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll sure. <laughs> uh, Nightmareboxproductions at Gmail. All right. I'm going to go uh, get drunk and cook <laughs> in my quarantine. Uh, you guys uh, out there, be healthy, be safe, be friendly to one another. Uh, we're going to get. From a social distance. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to get through this shit, and it, it's just another thing that we're going to laugh at in the rearview mirror, because holy fuck, we've made it through so much already. So uh, it's going to be all right. It's just, it's going to hurt a lot in the in, in, in the uh, immediate. So get drunk, celebrate with your friends, pull up a Skype party. You guys all just do shots. You can still go to the liquor store most places. I saw a thing. I don't know if that's true. I didn't double check, but I saw an article that you can play Cards Against Humanity online now with your friends. Fuck yeah. So, so get through drunk it. Party. Yeah, get through it any way you can. Um, if you're having any weird thoughts, you know, if you're starting to go off the deep end, 
Uh, God knows I understand weird thoughts, so legitimately shoot us an email and uh, we'll get back to you. Um, but we love you guys. I love you. And we will talk to you on Tuesday. As above, so below. <laughs>